1: Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, and also you can get us on youtube.com slash Chicago. I'm Father Greg Sakowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host, Mark Teresi, executive director. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Good morning. Very fine. Very fine. Be careful out there, everybody. It is slippery. Isn't it funny, Mark, on Saturday, it was touching 70. Right. And this morning, you're asking people to be careful or telling them because of snow. And it's not accumulating because the ground is still got a little bit warm. But uh, it's slippery out there. Yeah, Saturday, we were walking by the cathedral, and people were in their shorts. I mean, they just thought summer came. And many, many people out. It was the first warm day since last fall, early, like September, October. But uh, the real main topic is the whole situation you were creating. It is just devastating. It was a... Horrific, sad picture on the cover of the uh, New York Times this morning, uh, a shelling in one of the cities and a family curbside on the ground, probably dead. Hmm. And so it's one thing if there's war that involves soldiers, which is horrible, but the shelling is going after women and children and civilians. And it's like uh, this is it's got to stop. It's got to stop. And it's just you to pray. And I believe in the power of prayer. And uh, you know it's just um, it's just beyond words. When you when you watch the video, you want to cry, you want to cry. And so hopefully it'll come to an end soon. And we have a tremendous program lined up again. Three one two two five five eight four zero eight here on Catholic Chicago W N D Z seven fifty a.m. The Catholic Lawyers Guild Lenten Retreat will be held on Friday, March eleventh this Friday. At the mission of Our Lady of the Angels in West Humboldt Park, and our wonderful guest this morning, the Honorable Thomas Moore Donnelly, Cook County Circuit Court Judge, Edward Washington II, President of the Catholic Lawyers Guild of Chicago, and Father Bob Cook, Pastor of Mary, Mother of God Parish. Also, I think Father Bob is the chaplain for the group. So, gentlemen, good morning. How are you all y'all doing? Wonderful. Try good. to try to contain your enthusiasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, morning, (laughs) Father. I don't
2: have much of a voice for radio this morning. What happened
1: to you, Edward? What happened? If I could only answer that,
2: (laughs) I can't figure out.
1: Wow, a little. For the last couple
2: of days, I've been hoarse.
1: It makes you sound like an ex-linebacker or a hockey player (laughs) in in sports, but uh, I, I,
2: I, I. I was I was pretty slim, so uh, uh, basketball was my game. Oh, basketball! <laughs>
1: Where'd you go to high school, Edward?
2: I went to Hales Franciscan.
1: You went Hales Franciscan. Were you a forward or a guard?
2: I was cut because we had a good team and we won <laughs> city <laughs> championship. <laughs> so, so neither one. <laughs>
1: this this guy is funny. I like this. It's like a stand up. It uh, now maybe you could tell us um, first of all. Tom. I love your name. Thomas Moore Donnelly. How are you doing this morning, Tom? I'm doing great. It's,
3: it's Casimir Pulaski day. So us, uh, you know, judges are off for the day. So oh, wow. uh, I'm going to spend some time with you and go to mass and, uh, organize, uh, things for my teaching for the following couple weeks. So it's, now, where it's do a great you teach day. You at Tom. I teach at Loyola law school, uh, and, uh, we're, we've got a couple more weeks to go, so I'm looking ahead to my uh, course syllabus. So Monday nights, so tonight I'll be teaching. Uh, now you've at been Loyola. doing that
1: for years, haven't you, at Loyola?
3: Thirty-four years wow. on the faculty at Loyola. Wow.
1: Thirty-four years. Now are you one of the longest member faculty of Loyola. I am. At Thirty-four the law years. My God, I was a priest eight years when you started, and I've been around a long time. And it, um, it's amazing. And Father Bob Cook, I want to be able to see your picture there. And uh, how's Bob doing this morning?
0: Oh, good morning, Father Greg. Uh, doing, doing great. Uh, really looking forward to our, uh, our Lenten retreat uh, with the Catholic Warriors Guild. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm one of the chaplains, uh, along with uh, Deacon Dan Welter.
1: And the thing is, I'm glad you're up this early this morning, Bob, to uh, to join us. <laughs> now, now, Father Bob, how did you end up being moderator? You have a
4: bit of a legal history, don't you?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a lawyer, but I'm uh, in what you call retired status, I guess you could say. Uh, uh, Judge Donnelly calls me a failed lawyer.
5: <laughs> uh, a failed
3: uh, lawyer. I, so I that a lawyer be t- before I so the then you turned to be a priest. <laughs> second best (laughs) can't lose sense
1: of humor now maybe could one of you share what is the history of the Catholic Lawyers Guild retreat how many years has this been going on
3: well pretty much since it started 87, 88 years ago we've been doing uh, retreats it's been a part of the core mission of the guild is that days of recollection or retreats are part of our guild and I, it, this may come as a shock to you, but lawyers um, have a lot of need for repentance, <laughs> and judges too. Uh, so we have a, an occasion where people get together, have an opportunity for confession. And again, this may come to a shock to you, Father Greg, but there are, is a lot of need for confession by lawyers and judges. We always find no matter how many confessors we get, always the demand exceeds the supply. Um, So it's a really good opportunity for lawyers and judges to come in, um, go to confession, Uh, and this year we have a really wonderful opportunity because right in the very uh, heart of this retreat is an opportunity for lawyers to be engaged in the corporal works of mercy, because Bishop Lombardo is welcoming us to Our Lady of the Angels' mission, and we're going to tour his facility. Uh, and maybe do a few things that will help the needy. Um, so as you know, part of Lent is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Well, we're going to offer lawyers the trifecta. They're going to be able to do all three in one shot on a Friday evening. Uh, so coming up Friday the 11th, uh, lawyers will have an opportunity to do um, the uh, the triple play of Lenten observance.
1: Now, is the retreat on Friday both in person and possible Zoom, or is it in-person only?
3: It, it is in-person uh, and on Zoom. Obviously, for the tour of the facility uh, and those things, I I don't know, Father Bob, are we going to be able to do a uh, sort of a, a, a little cam that follows uh, Bishop Lombardo around while we're doing the tour of the facility?
0: I think that's the plan, yeah. But, you know, these things, uh, technology, the best laid plans, right? But we hope so.
4: Father Bob, I had a question um, with with Judge Donnelly's talking about the need for repentance for lawyers, et cetera. How tough is your job as spiritual director for this group? Overwhelming. Look at the smile. They
0: they do. One of the beauty... um... One of the beautiful things about working with lawyers is that you you can take uh, what's called the fifth, in which you won't say things that will
4: incriminate you. (laughs) And that's what you're doing right now.
3: (laughs) Well, of course, Father Father Bob, the the only group that Jesus was more uh, hard on than lawyers
1: We're, of course, priests. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, this group doesn't like one-liners. And Edward, I know you have much of a voice this morning, the last couple of days, and uh, you are the president of the Catholics Lawyers Guild, which, first of all, congratulations. And uh, your term, I think, ends in June. Your one-year term. Yes, yes, it does. And let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. How... What, what has been your goal this year as president of the Catholic Lawyers Guild? It's a very prestigious group and a large group. In fact, my sister was once Pam um, Meneker, the past president, so she fills me in. And, uh, and really, you know, we can laugh about lawyers and judges, but honest to God, they do many, many do tremendous work of justice, of um, helping the poor, of reaching out. And so how is president of the Catholic Lawyers Guild uh, group touched your life?
2: Well, one of the first things that uh, uh, we've tried to do, and I've tried to uh, lead the organization in, is in these times of COVID uh, and some of the restrictions, trying to make sure that we have been able to, as much as we can, deliver at least thought provoking and reflective uh, programming. Uh, even though we can't get together personally, most things have been, um, you know, live stream. We're able to do the red mass this year and get more people involved. So one of the main goals has been to, uh, keep pushing forward and trying to get to as close to some level of normalcy, as far as fellowship interaction and discussions. Uh, our concern Uh, i don't think we'll ever get back to the point where we once were for a long time of everything just being open and us not having concerns about uh, people getting together so i can say that the guild has still been uh, active delivering uh thought-provoking content getting people together to pray reflect and do things to try to uh, improve not only the Catholic community and lawyers relationships, but the community at large. As you know, we recently uh, were able to in this earlier this summer get um, some uh, legislation passed where, you know, uh, we will be able to start uh, increasing our effort with peace circles and and, and talking to people in the community about uh, situations uh, to make the community better, you know, their lives better, and then try to uh, address some of the issues involving, you know, violence, crime, and community needs also.
4: How do people connect with the guild? Uh, especially, I, I'm i thinking younger lawyers. This would be a tremendous support f- for them, Catholic young lawyers. How how do people connect?
2: Well, I think what, one of the ways uh, we try to g- connect is to uh, host programming, send things out. You can look on the website and see what we are doing. Uh, we ask people in the guild to spread the word. Like I call people about, uh, many of our events, but we're easy to find, uh, If you're looking for us, it's hard for us uh, to find you, and that's one of the things that we're talking about now in the uh, synodal process, how the church can reach out more uh, to Catholic, those who may uh, have been uh, disenchanted, disenfranchised, and in need of a message. And that can also contribute, so you can always volunteer to help us, you know, along, you know, with, uh, when we're trying to do food distributions, uh, help us with our events. And we do have uh, four lawyers primarily, but anybody can tune in sometimes like we have a free CLE coming up on April 6 involving an interfaith discussion of law, practicing law and practicing your religion. Can your occupation be your vocation? And we will have uh, Father uh, Greg O'Meara, the second chair prosecutor of Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, a Muslim female lawyer, um, Reem O'Day, who was involved with the Drew Peterson case, and Jonathan Lubin, a lawyer now who's filed an action on behalf of the uh, some first responders uh, to try to protect some of their va- their vaccine information uh, from just being obligated to be disclosed purely uh, without limit to the public. You know, I really like that so, line,
1: Edward, and that is, can your occupation be, be your vocation? vocation? I like it. Can your occupation your vocation. That's a great line. On that note, Marcus, take us a break. Yeah, for everybody. For it's everybody. A great line. It's a great, wonderful line.
4: Yeah, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Chicago. We'll be back in discussing the Catholic Lawyers Guild Lenten Retreat, which is going to be March 11th, the mission of Our Lady of the Angels in West Humboldt Park. Our guests are Honorable Thomas Moore Donnelly, Cook County Circuit Court Judge, Edward Washington, Second President, Catholic Lawyers Guild, and Father Bob Cook, Pastor of Mary Mother of God Parish, Friar, and a failed lawyer. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
6: Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity.
7: I feel special. (laughs) I feel
6: great. I got good grades.
8: We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
4: We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dot, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Chicago. We're talking about the Catholic Lawyers Guild Lenten Retreat, which will be on March 11th at the Mission of Our Lady of Angels in West Humboldt Park. And, Father Greg, you have a question.
1: First of all, we have three tremendous guests this morning who could easily have on the full hour. A question for Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly. Uh, Tom, you've been so involved with the Catholic Lawyers Guild for so many years. Why are you part of this group, and how has this group touched your life? Because you've done a tremendous job as a lawyer. Now congratulations as the Cook County Circuit Court Judge, and you've done marvelous work for so many years. You don't have to be part of the Catholic Lawyers Guild. You are. You're one of the leaders in it. How has it touched your life, and why?
3: Well, you know, the... the Woman who got me involved in the Catholic Lawyers Guild is well known to you is our beloved late Chief Justice Marianne McMorrow. I clerked for her and she brought me in. And I think
1: what a tremendous one of the woman. things that,
3: that, that really um, is emblematic of that is that the Catholic Lawyers Guild is about a community that's supporting lawyers who want to seek or want, who who seek to live out their vocation uh, as a lawyer Informed by their Catholic faith, and so um, you know it has been wonderful for me to be at the red mass every year um, since I was uh, became a lawyer uh, in 1986. And that celebration, which uh, is uh, not only a mass, but it's also a chance to recognize people, uh, lawyers, who have in the gospel in their lives. And to see those folks is a real encouragement, lawyers and judges who have sought to um, follow the gospel in their work as lawyers or judges. And that always sets for me the bar. Uh, This is what I should aim to. These people are the people I should emulate. And in a world that's sort of confused and doesn't know where it's going, it's great to have these examples of enfleshed virtue, um, these altar Christies out there who are lawyers and judges, but also um, people of holiness, uh, who are bringing holiness into the world through their work. Uh, it's been very encouraging for me. I always feel I fall short of the mark, that there are people out there that are just doing tremendous things. Uh, Sister Kathy Ryan is one example, who has been you know, a state's attorney, head of the state's attorney's office in juvenile, running Maryville Academy, just such a wonderful person giving of her entire life and a lawyer. And these examples sort of, I think, are beacons of hope, um, but also challenges uh, to me. Um, So that has been the um, main benefit for me is that sense of community, but also the examples uh, that I've benefited from, including, of course, Chief Justice Marianne McMorrow, who You knew uh, at uh, St. Mary of the Woods when you were her pastor uh, and uh, where we first met.
4: Yeah, she was also on the board at Mundelein Seminary. Exactly.
1: What a great lady. Visionary. Visionary and without guile. What you saw is what you got. And she was a, a woman of integrity. Right, exactly.
4: Now, Father Bob, I'm fascinated. Could you share a little bit of your vocation Journey from lawyer. You were practicing lawyer out east, and now you're friar. How did that happen? What what, what did it look like? Um.
0: Well, you know, I, I went to law school wanting to do good, right? And uh, and I think I and I think I did do good as a lawyer, but I was working for a big firm, and uh, and I became just uh, increasingly more committed uh to practicing my faith and i just felt the call to become a franciscan friar um as a friar as a brother for 15 years and i actually uh, did um work as a lawyer for catholic charities during refugee resettlement so um yeah it was kind of you know i was i I had everything that the culture said would make me happy and i wasn't happy and i didn't it took me a while to kind of figure out that it, it was only the relationship with jesus christ that would do that and for me it, it meant uh, entering religious life but but that relationship with Jesus Christ uh is uh can can be experienced in many ways as a husband as a father um, as a lawyer um you know there's there's many ways to, to do that i mean so it everyone's path is unique i mean I'm not i don't think we should have a, a mass exodus of lawyers into religious life um <laughs> <laughs> we're not. we not be good for either profession.
1: <laughs> but it's interesting, Bob. You entered religious life at what age? Thirty. Thirty, and the thing is that I know you're doing. You know, first of all, when you were at um, St. Nicholas in Evanston is where we met. And by the way, folks, Father Bob Cook is an outstanding homilist. and I, I mean that very sincerely. Um, you were part of the community at St. Mary's in Evanston. And we sometimes have, a, like, a pulpit exchange, and you would come to St. Mary's and preach and preside. And, you know, people loved you and just a tremendous priest, and it's really made a difference. And, um, you know, Ed, in the work that you do as a lawyer and with the Catholic Lawyers Guild, I think the best way for you, Edward, is all that you do as a lawyer, you've taken on the commitment to be a big part of the Catholic Lawyers Guild. So it's like nothing went off your dish but you added this on your dish, why?
2: Well, one of the things that uh, I attracted me uh, to the Guild, uh, I, I've gone through a nuanced transition. I'm a, a born again lawyer. I was a judge for about uh, 15 years and Tom invited me to the Guild. And one of the things that I had not done much uh, reflection on or recognized was incorporating my religion or recognizing my religion while practicing. And I just saw some very impressive people like Father Bob uh, and um, other individuals who actually were lawyers. And then they went on and they you know, joined the clergy, lawyers who were concerned about uh, incorporating or, or, or recognizing that they are Catholic and so what I thought I would do is try to reach out uh, to even, you know, people of uh, other religions and share our similarities so we can continue to make differences as lawyers. So I thought that this would uh, be a good effort for whatever uh, <laughs> small amount of excess capacity that, you know, I have.
4: Now, Edwin, what would your message be? to the next president of the guild
2: plan well but expect the unexpected
1: oh that's like life that. that's yeah, life i like that in the, in the last couple of minutes tell us about the retreat on friday first of all bishop bob lombardo outstanding new auxiliary bishop uh will be the retreat master i know that the group always looks forward to it is in the last few minutes if anybody would like to participate, any lawyer out there to be part of the retreat on Friday, how do they join? How do they sign up?
3: Well, they can go to the website, uh, which is clgchicago.org, and register right now. Uh, operators are waiting for their call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> give, give those, give the uh, website one more time, Tom. It's clg.
3: Chicago.org. That's C L G, Chicago.org. And
1: for Bishop Lombardo, and what is it? Lawyers,
3: non lawyers are welcome. Okay. Uh, oh, the retreat okay. This is for lawyers, but we welcome any repentant sinners.
1: <laughs> and what is the cost for the retreat?
3: I believe it's a zero cost.
1: This, okay, so you can't. Isn't that it. correct, Father Bob? Yeah, the, I think it's uh,
0: that you know donations are welcome, and and I think that they're going to go towards uh, the the mission.
1: Okay.
4: And uh, what about a time? Lombardo's mission. What time, time does it frame begin?
3: Time frame. It's four thirty p.m., uh, and that's on-site confessions are available uh, from four thirty through six fifteen. That's our main attraction, and then we'll do Stations of the Cross with Bishop Lombardo starting at five p.m. Uh, and then we continue on through eight ten. will be our closing. So this is a little different for us. Normally we do our day of recollection on a Saturday, but Bishop Lombardo invited us to stretch ourselves and come on a Friday evening, which is so appropriate for Lent uh, that we do something on a Friday. So it's uh, a little bit of a change for us.
1: We have to bring the program, the segment to a close. And uh, again, the Catholic Lawyers Guild Lent Retreat will happen this Friday, march 11th at the mission of our lady of the angels in west humble park bishop bob lombardo will be the retreat master begins at four thirty. and again one more time tom tom to uh how do they register to be part of the retreat
3: CLGChicago.org. that's okay clg
1: you should be doing commercials and uh, i want to thank in a very special way the honorable thomas more donnelly Cook County Circuit Court Judge for joining us, Edward Washington II, President of the Catholic Lawyers Guild of Chicago, and Father Bob Cook, Pastor Mary, Mother of God Parish, and Chaplain for the Catholic Lawyers Guild. To all of you, thank you for joining us here on the program this morning. It was a very fast half hour. God bless all of you, and please give our very best to Bishop Lombardo when you see him on Friday. Father Greg Sakowitz, Mark Teresi, WNDZ 750 AM. Catholic Chicago. You can also get us at youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial.
6: Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today.
0: I am a seminarian. THE CHURCH NEEDS COMPASSIONATE AND WELL-TRAINED PRIESTS TO HELP GUIDE EACH OF US THROUGH LIFE. WHAT INSPIRES ME, WHAT DRAWS ME ALWAYS TO THE PRIESTHOOD IS CONTINUE TO SEE PRIESTS BE A beacon OF HOPE FOR OTHER PEOPLE. YOU CAN PLAY A PART IN THE EDUCATION OF THESE YOUNG MEN AS THEY PREPARE FOR A LIFE OF SERVICE TO OTHERS. I WANT TO BE THAT beacon OF HOPE, TOO, AND IT it SETS MY HEART ON FIRE. TO SUPPORT OUR SEMINARIANS, MAKE YOUR GIFT AT ARCHCHICAGO.ORG-SEMINARIANFUND or call 312-534-7959.
6: The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit CatholicCemeteryChicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.
5: You're
0: listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
1: Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sakowitz and Mark Teresi, that was a wonderful first half hour. Was was very, very committed uh, men. Deep believing Catholics who are living out their faith. And we all do it imperfectly because we are all sinners forgiven by God. A tremendous second half lined up. Maze Lake Ministries is offering a six-week Lenten series on the Eucharist beginning March eighth, which happens to be tomorrow. And our guest, backed by popular demand, Dr. Mary Moore, Executive Director of Maze Lake Ministries. Mary, good morning. How are you?
7: Fine, Father. Hi, Mark. How Hi, are you? welcome.
1: Good you to always see you bring again. so much energy and a wonderful smile, <laughs> and uh, it's always great to have you now. You have been the director for what now? Fifteen years.
7: Fifteen years, yes. We've been in um, or, our organization was founded in nineteen ninety one, so that's thirty years. So for half of it, I've been at the helm, and uh, I'm beyond graced. I'm blessed beyond belief. So. Now, Mary,
4: what about a um, little background on Mays Lake Ministries in terms of going from Zoom to in person? Where are you folks at with? those issues
7: you know we're finally that's a great question mark we're finally um moving back into um in-person sessions this um you know hopefully COVID is at least under control i don't know if it'll ever be behind us Mm -hmm. but you know we got to step out of the boat and say okay lord we're here and so um you know this program we're going to talk about right now Mm -hmm. our uh, eucharistic series for lent we did put that online for um several reasons Because during COVID, we were able to minister to people beyond the Chicago area. So we don't want to leave them just behind, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to offer programs that will be online, which this series is. But then also we will begin um, offering programs in person. So it'll be the best of both worlds.
1: Now, the program begins tomorrow. Who's Mm -hmm. Who's leading the six weeks on the retreat We'll call it like, okay. It's like so, uh, tomorrow.
7: Um, we have uh, tomorrow. I start. I'm the um, first uh, presenter, and the series that I'm doing tomorrow is entitled um, Eucharist: Invitation to Spiritual Transformation, Healing, and Discipleship. All of the programs are um, to, uh, an hour and a half long, from seven to eight thirty, online. The sessions are $20, but if you register for the whole six week series, um, it's $100 and you get one session free. So, um, I, you know, the Eucharist, you know, the, the statistics say that 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence, and that's just heartbreaking. Uh, and, you know, and so our goal in putting this series together, which not only includes myself, but Abbot Austin Murphy from um, St. Procopius Abbey in Lyle, uh, Brother Silas Henderson from Tucson, Arizona, and Natalie Ryan um, from Nashville. We came together and we're looking at the Eucharist um, from six different perspectives um, to help reawaken and um, rekindle the faithful's love for the Eucharist. Because Jesus is just waiting for us to say, Lord, show me your presence in the Eucharist and, and, you know, be careful what you pray for. But people, they don't, they're not there. And so this the goal of this series is really to just light the fire of um, the love for Jesus in the Eucharist for six weeks in a row. And those that register, but for some reason have a schedule in conflict, someone's hearing it now and saying, oh, I'd really like to start this, but I've got something going on tomorrow. If they register, um, we will be recording each session, and we will just send them the recording so that they can watch it, you know, over and over again at their leisure. Could you Another t- th-
4: Oh, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, before we get away from the broader ministries, could you give folks a little thumbnail on Mays Lakes Ministries and what resources you offer the uh, Catholic and, and general population?
7: Mm-hmm. Oh, great question, Mark. Thank you. Um, you know, Mark's on a roll Ministries- today.
1: Oh, that's two in a roll.
4: That's, that's two
7: a, he's got going. Yeah,
4: it's oh about it for Mark, the year. Mark, thanks for letting
1: you. me be around today.
8: Mary, <laughs>
4: Mary knows I need affirmation. Thank you very much.
7: <laughs> I've missed you. You haven't been on the last two times I saw yeah. I was on. Anyway, Masonic Ministries is a leader in um, Catholic spiritual spirituality. Um, one of our mainstays is spiritual direction which we'll talk about uh, later on in the program. Um, We have 45 spiritual directors on staff, which makes us the largest resource for spiritual direction um, in Chicago, if not the Midwest. Our spiritual directors are certified um, in the Catholic faith. We do have a couple of ecumenical spiritual directors as well, and we have three pastoral counselors on staff. So they are licensed counselors um, who can Sometimes people are in spiritual direction and we realize mm, maybe they need a little more than that. So we're able to just literally refer them to one of the um, Catholic spiritual direct, uh, uh, pastoral counselors. So Mary, help, we our are, help,
4: uh, help our listeners, be, because you're using a term that maybe some people understand and some don't that spiritual direction. How might I know I need a spiritual director or it's time for me to seek one?
7: You know, um, I think, if you're struggling with things in your faith, you know, we're just coming out of a COVID world and, and now we're looking down the pike at a war, a world at war, you know, how, how do we find God in all of that anxiety and fear and everything? And so rather than say, God, where are you? A spiritual director, when, when you sit with a spiritual director, they can help you find the workings and movement of God right now in whatever you're going through, whatever challenges, or obstacles you feel that, you know, have come across your path, God is always there. Yeah, we yeah. just need to see him.
1: And I really find, Mary, that uh, when people say, well, what is spiritual direction? And I always talk in terms of uh, where is God in all this mm-hmm. in your life? Where is God in all this? So that you mentioned beautifully coming out of COVID and hopefully it's becoming behind us more and more. The whole situation in Ukraine is just escalating and is devastating, it's horrific, it's sad, you want to cry, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's not yeah. getting any better. So you say, okay, where is God in all this? I remember many years ago when I was a young priest at, at Church of the Holy Spirit in Schomburg, Father George Cain was my pastor. He is still living. He just turned 96 years old. George is the third oldest priest in the archdiocese and still mentally sharp and mm-hmm. still gets around. He's phenomenal. But years ago as a young priest, I said, George... How does the bread become the body of Christ? How does the wine become the blood mm-hmm. of Christ? And Joy looked at me and says, "The Lord gives us the gift of Himself because He loves us." Mm-hmm. I always remember that the Lord gives us the gift of Himself because He loves us. I was giving him big theological response, mm-hmm. long a- answer, and he kept it so simple. He said that to me 40 years ago, and I've always remembered it. It has made a big difference in my life because, well, of course, we can talk about transubstantiation. We're talking the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. The Lord gives us the gift of himself because he loves us. We're not worthy. No one's worthy. Mm-hmm. And yet the Lord bends to touch us first. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very Excellent. that's that's my, that's my homily for today, Mark.
7: Yeah, you go.
1: He can be on the seventh week of your program. <laughs>
4: So Mary Father can, Greg, go.
7: yes, go ahead, Mark.
4: No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, please continue.
7: I was going to build on what Father Greg said. I yeah. think sometimes as Catholics, we, we get hooked, we get focused, um, or the roadblock is all the theological doctrine about how does that happen, when in fact it's about love. And and that love can be experienced with the eyes of faith. We can't, you know, what we're going to see is going the rational senses are going to negate that mystery of love, but it, it's love. And in one of the, I'd like to share a quote that will be in one of our series, but um, Father Godfrey Diekmann, um, a Benedictine from the Second Vatican Council said, what difference does it make if the bread and wine turn into the body and blood of Christ and we don't?
4: Mm, Wow!
7: there's that that whole transformation you know just because we go up to the altar and and we receive jesus if it doesn't do anything to us if we don't become that body broken and 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 blood and we don't pour out our blood for others you know as he said then what difference does it make
1: that's a great line
7: gave us the gift of his life so that we could become um bread for others
1: yeah. On that note, Mark, take us to break. Du- a, those are great lines. I think it's profound.
4: WNDZ, 750 M, Catholic Chicago, 312 255 Or you can go to youtube.com slash Chicago. We're with Dr. Mary Amore, Executive Director of Mays Lake Ministries. We come back, we'll continue our conversation on the Lenten series that Mays Lake is presenting and other programs. The series is on the Eucharist. It begins tomorrow online. And is it strictly online or in person too? It's Online. Uh, online. Strictly online. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
9: had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the unprecedented challenges of the past two years, continue to excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who have remained open for families with children under the age of five. To our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that meals are available for those experiencing hunger to our service coordinators and our professional counselors who continue their vital work in innovative ways to our food pantry staff and to all those who work at catholic charities call center finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you
8: We've been together in spirit. And now, when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze
0: drzwi otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass.
8: Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans' Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States Veterans, thank you for your service.
4: Back. WNDZ 750 M Catholic Chicago. 312 255 8408 Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago.
1: Mark, you realize look at look at Michael May, the studio, serious, keeps us on task. He along with Javi. They run a tight ship in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at what well, was Brian Hockey at Man Brock. I thought it was Javi. Is Brian and also Michael May. But in fact, uh, Michael and Brian, and Mark, you'll be very proud of me and Mary, I completed my 14-day diet in 6 hours and 17 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I ate the whole thing. And he looks like it.
4: <laughs> <And we're laughs> and we're Thank with, you for showing that, Mark. And, and we're with Dr. Mary Amore, Executive Director of May's Lake, ministries. We talked about spiritual direction, talked a bit. We'll talk again a little bit about the Eucharistic uh, program beginning tomorrow. But, uh, but Mary, so a lot of times we look at Lent uh, as a Catholic church and have all this stuff going on. Then we hit mm-hmm. Easter. But there's 40 days after Easter that we're celebrating. What's going on mm-hmm. at Mays Lake after Easter uh, in terms of outreach and celebration and programs?
7: Well, it may seem like, as we t- talked in our first session, we're going to be opening our um, our in-person programs again. So for Easter, we're and during Lent, we're really trying to put the the push again for people to come in for spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it's it's just so critical to people's faith life, and and we have so many um, spiritual directors on staff to help people because it's not a cookie cutter one-size-fits-all. I think a lot of people go, well, I just, I'll just i just go to Father. Well, first of all, there's only one of Father and, you know, 3,500 people in a parish, so a priest can't do it all, and we have trained spiritual directors on staff. And what's also very exciting is beginning next week, we will be um, opening up the application process again for our Sacred Presence Program, which this year will be in person, It begins in fall, and our Sacred Presence program is a 10-month formational program for um, the formation of spiritual directors. So we not only offer spiritual direction, but we have a wonderful school for spiritual direction.
4: Now, uh, go ahead.
7: No, in in the last two years, two and a half years, we had to have it online. And it actually, it, it worked out well, you know, all things considered, but this year we're going to be offering it in September. It goes from September through June of 23 and um, we'll be offering it in person and also online so that, um, again, I don't want to leave people out that we've taken care of for two years. Um, they've become part of the Maze like family, so, but it will be wonderful to welcome people um, from Chicago and the Archdiocese and Diocese of Joliet and Rockford back to our facility at um, Ascension Parish in Oakbrook Terrace. Now, give
4: our listeners a little bit of coaching. Anytime you're looking at an area in your life where you're looking for direction and you want some support, mm-hmm. it's pretty common knowledge, don't just go once, you know. You, oh, you know no. So yeah. what, what would your best coaching be for our listeners if anybody's thinking i think i need a spiritual director um and and they're thinking well i'll go once and see if it works out Uh,
7: excellent point again that's that's um (laughs) wow
1: (laughs) wow
4: that's
7: three three now i you know this is your day mark i tell you
1: Uh, Wow, thanks for letting me come today mark
7: for our listeners if you're thinking you know maybe i do need spiritual direction the first thing you do um, is call our offices and you'll talk to me mm-hmm. and i, I do do intake calls and i and i it, because it is again we have 45 spiritual directors trained in all different areas of what people can experience in life and so people call I, I talk to them try and find out why they're looking for spiritual direction now and then i set them up with a spiritual director and i and i tell them when you're talking you know no one can solve their i i don't want to say it's a problem but the obstacles in your spiritual life over just one session what happens is that people build a relationship with their spiritual director as it should be it's a spirit it's a uh, relationship of trust um and and that person becomes very important to the person seeking spiritual direction so um and all calls are in, held in confidence whatever is talked about in a session it's almost like confession Mm -hmm. it is total confidence um the spiritual director never discusses it with anyone and so you know it's just really building a wonderful one-on-one session relationship with you and the spiritual director about your faith life and what could be more important than that so mary just to switch
1: gears i I realize my question be feeble compared to uh (laughs) mark teresi (laughs) But, but go, ahead, is, go ahead. Now You've been the director for 15 years. You come with mm-hmm. so much energy and enthusiasm and faith. Is that what gets you out of bed every morning to do this work? Plus the last two years, we've all gone through COVID, mm-hmm. which has been so hard on all of us to go from, is you know, the whole sense of church and community, come together, come together, be joined as one. What did COVID do? Separate us, stay home and go to Zoom or online streaming. And so what gets you out of bed in the morning? to do what you're doing, because you do it so darn well. Mm-hmm.
7: You th- thank you, um, Father Greg. You know what? It's my love for Jesus. Uh, you know, um, literally, God called me out of the kitchen into ministry 20 years ago. It wasn't something I was looking for. But because I was in spiritual direction, mm-hmm. I heard that call, and I and I said, yes, Lord. And when you say le- yes to the Lord, you never know <laughs> where mm-hmm. he's going to mm-hmm. take you. But the thing that I know every morning is that no matter what I do, um, he's right by my side now here's know? another he, he, he,
1: he. Here's another beautiful line. No one yeah. can go back and start a new beginning, but starting today, you can make a new ending.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a powerful line And you know, for maybe just for a moment is uh, tell us what happened twenty years ago. You came out of the kitchen to do this. How did this happen? Of course, we we're, we're through direction, but uh what's what's the little story there?
7: Yeah. Thank you. I, I was just a stay-at-home mom and, then, you know, raised by a mom who was a stay-at-home mom. That was going to be my life. And then, no, I started getting this, you know, movement within me. I would go to Mass. God worked through the Mass for me. And when Eucharist, the communion time came, it was like something was burning inside me. I'm like, whoa. So, I, you know, I talked to my spiritual director and basically, you know, he said, you know, you could go to classes to learn about the Mass because that's really what, I was burning about. And so I, I wound up going to Catholic Theological Union. Uh, Twelve years later, I, I got my doctor of ministry degree, plus a master's in word and worship. And so from that day forth, it's just like I, once you say yes to God and you're doing what you were created to do, I'm powered by the Holy Spirit every morning. And I, I feel so blessed.
4: Now, what's your, what was your family's reaction?
7: Well, you know, to know us is to love us. My husband's Italian, and he thought I should be home making dinner every day. I was day. just going to so, try hey, to
4: figure that one out. Yeah,
7: Yeah. he goes, where's my wife? You know, so what we found out is that because, you know, when the two shall be one, when God called me out of the kitchen, he literally called Joe into the kitchen. <laughs> Joe, Joe has turned out to be a chef extraordinaire. And Joe says, who wrote
1: these rules? I guess God yeah. did. That's great.
7: Yeah, so he. He's the cook now. <laughs> there
1: we go. I love that. Your book should be From Out of the Kitchen and Joe Into the Kitchen. Into the Kitchen. The kitchen. Volume <laughs> yeah. 2. That'd be a bestseller. <laughs>
7: oh, it would be a bestseller, yes. Uh-huh. But,
1: but it's, very, it's very true, Mary. In our lives, the, the, always. A, I forgot what Saint said it. Lord, what do you ask of me this day and give me the courage to do it? Lord, what do you ask of me this day and give me the courage to do it? And where the Lord takes us in our own lives, we'd look back and say, "How did this happen?" It's the spirit of the Lord, but you have to be able to mm-hmm. trust, surrender, and let go. And sometimes we hold on. It's that letting go and letting God, and great things happen. But it's scary. But but the Lord is the we let the Lord be the pilot in our lives. The Lord says, mm-hmm. "You know, sometimes Greg, move over," because we love to be in control. And God says, yeah. "You're not <laughs> You're in control." Right. But we, we we have this image. Oh, I'm in control. No, we are not. Let the Lord be in control. And part of Lent, I tell people, Lenten season is a wonderful opportunity. Here's a a beautiful word for Lent. Of course, we use the word repent. But another word Mm -hmm. for repent is, repent also means to rethink. Mm -hmm. So Lent is a time to rethink of areas in our life that need looking at, a deeper deepening awakening, and letting go and letting God. But I like the sense of repent in terms of rethink.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Homily number two today, Mark. <laughs> You're, I'll let you keep asking the questions. Go ahead. Uh, I think we're just about ready to
4: uh, summarize the program. Mary, if you could just give people an invitation again, how they can connect with this Eucharistic uh, six-week Lenten program, that'd be great.
7: Absolutely. Um, you can register online at ministries.org.
1: One more time.
4: Again,
7: Lake um or you can call our offices at 630-852-9000.
1: That number one more Again,
7: time. 630-852-9000. And if I could just uh, add one little thing, the Archdiocese of Chicago has uh, given— Permission for any catechist or Catholic educator to receive continuing ed credits if they attend the, this okay. session. That's so, great. That if is anyone's wonderful. listening, we we'll
1: want to thank in a very special way Dr. Mary Amore, Executive Director of Maze Lake Ministries. Mary, you are always an outstanding guest. You're always welcome back in the program. Keep up the great work. Keep up being a tremendous woman of faith, and uh, your love of the Lord shows. I want to thank also in a special way, Mark. (laughs) Oh, you're not not thanking me. (laughs) Well, well, kind of thanking you. (laughs) Kind of almost. Kind kind of almost thanking you for being here today. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, great work of Mark, and also to our producer engineers, Michael May and Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock. To our listeners, may God bless all of you. Please pray, pray, pray for an end to the conflict with the Ukraine.